Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Yeah, two marks this morning on the panel. Mark Watson, who uh, is really doing some great stuff for us here on, on SENZ on a number of issues. And, of course, uh, world-renowned uh, journalist uh, Mark Hinton, uh, extremely well-travelled and well-written. I'll start with you, Mark Watson, if I can, this morning, because you know the psyche of athletes. Um, and I would imagine that was quite a big factor in Lisa Carrington winning the all-important third race. Lost the first one, nipped up in the second one, and then half a boat length in the third. Something special in that, Brian? Yeah, oh, look, um, you know, I was actually lucky enough to um, do the kayaking at Tokyo last year for the World Feed. And, um, yeah, one thing you realise, you deal with really, really small percentages at that level. And I think I've said this to you before, Smithy, when it really comes down to, it comes down to the top two inches. Uh, a remarkable athlete. I think she had momentum going into that um, third race off the back of the second victory. Uh, but, you know, it also just shows it can come down the difference between, you know, a, a, a good sleep and a, a bad sleep. But well, I think what the disappointing thing for me is last year at the Olympic Games, for the first time, they actually had countries enter two crews in each event. So you could have, so we actually had Caitlin Regal in the K1 500 and Lisa Carrington. Now, Caitlin went on and won the B final. And Lisa obviously went on and won the uh, K1 500. Get at the World Championships, we're still only allowed just the one boat. And, in my opinion, the World Championship should be the best. And if you've got three of the best out of one country, all three should be on the start line. And um, But I'll tell you what, these two, but with Caitlin Regal retiring, um, boy, i tell you what, how's our K2500 going to look in the future? Can we defend that Olympic gold medal in three years' time? Well, I think, I think we've answered that question. So, look, really tough on one, um, but there's a reason why Carrington's five-time Olympic champion. Absolutely. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Um, not a surprising result for me, Mark Hinton, at all. Um, but there was news coming out of the Blackburns yesterday, and uh, I'm interested to hear your opinion on this. Uh, Alan Bunting was originally um, one of the favourites to take over the, the head coaching role until they, they named uh, Wayne Smith as the director of coaching. Uh, and now he's got this interesting role as the manager of culture and leadership. Uh, what do you make of that? Well, uh, it doesn't surprise me, Smithy. Um, and it really sums up the situation they're in. They're just twisting and turning uh, themselves into knots to try and fix this um, issue, perceived or reality, who really knows. But it's clearly something that they feel they've got to fix around um, culture and um, accountability and all these sort of things in the black fence. So they've created this uh, newfangled role with title, you know, and that me really in modern sport where there's so many coaches and so many specialists now. And here we have this, um, what is he, a, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> a culture and le- 
yeah, culture and leadership manager. Well, you know, um, I'm not sure. Look, I'm not sure it's strictly necessary. Maybe in this particular instance where the team is looking to address specific issues, New Zealand rugby has at least been proactive, so let's give them some credit for that. But, you know, I'm not sure rugby, uh, professional rugby industry needs another layer of management with all the people they already have. Just give those responsibilities to one of the people they have, surely. Um, but anyway, they've done it. Um, they've got a good man in there. Alan Bunting's a really good man. It was a little bit mysterious that he wasn't involved um, in the shake-up. Um, the accent is on man, uh, Smithy, we've discussed this. Um, um, it'd be good to see some strong woman leaders taking roles in the Black Ferns. Hopefully that ha- happens mm. sooner rather than later. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mark Watson, I just wonder your thoughts on that matter as well, because uh, as Mark pointed out right at the end there, um, it would have been nice if uh, perhaps a, a woman was uh, involved in that role, but not to be. Yet another man goes in. Um, and the fact that they've brought him in to me suggests this is quite a deep-seated issue, more so than we thought. Yeah, look, I think you've got to be a little bit careful that it doesn't, you know, you put everything in right so the PowerPoint presentation looks good. Look, I used to be one of those sort of European kids growing up who thought, hey, hang on a minute, stop making excuses. We're all born with two arms, two legs. Just get the coach and get on with it. But look, my wife is heavily involved in the medical side of things, and she will tell you, and I believe you, there is disparity um, in the medical system when it comes to Māori and Pacific Island, etc. And they do, their culture is different, it is important, and, and you do sometimes need to tap into that. And I think there is a, you know, a, a lot of people can stand back and be a little bit ignorant about it, but uh, you know, and I know, uh, Smithy, when it comes down to it, you know, particularly dealing with Polynesian players, you're not just dealing with the player, sometimes you're dealing with the granddad and the wider family, and there is a lot more external pressure on them, and the way you communicate um, sometimes you, you do need to adjust your communication styles. But look, I think the thing that comes out of it, right, we've had this review, we've put some things in place, now the onus needs to go back on the players. Enough is enough, let's put your head down, make sure that if training starts at 3 o'clock, you guys are there at 2.30, be the best you can be, because now the responsibility falls back on the players. Yep, totally agree. I think it's time for that, because time is running out. Uh, we know that. Uh, fellas, uh, can you just stay with us? Uh, bear in mind we've got uh, some news to get to and we've got some other issues to talk to other side of that. 10.31, here's Ottawa. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. And yes, the panel is Mark Watson and Mark Hinton this morning. Mark Hinton, uh, just hearing on the news confirmation, Joe Moody out for the rest of this calendar year. Uh, I well remember last year talking to uh, Grant Fox when he said props were the issues uh, at that point, um, what about now? Uh, are we looking at George Bell? Are we looking at Alex Hodgman? Uh, who's going to wear that number one jersey? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, you know, on the one hand, the All Blacks lose a really experienced, hard-nosed, um, capable performer in Joe Moody. But on the other hand, maybe, you know, this takes a, a, a tough decision out of Ian Foster's hands. Um, look, we've talked about this with the... Um, there are some older All Blacks who probably don't have two more years in them, certainly not at the peak of their powers, and some hard decisions are going to have to be made very, very soon by Ian Foster and his colleagues. Um, and Joe Moody, I put into that category. Look, I think he's passed his best. Um, he's still a good player, he's still very capable, and experience counts for a lot in test rugby, particularly World Cups. But um, I think it's time, given what we saw last year, for a refresh in the All Blacks. And we said Prop is going to be one of those positions now. 
um, that decision has been taken out of Foster's hands. So, yeah, who's available? Look, I like Ethan DeGroote at the Highlanders, but there, there are a number of contenders. I think DeGroote's a young comer. I think he possesses some of those sort of all-round skills we now need from our props. You, you talk about props being a problem for a year. I remember talking to Steve Hansen two and a half, and even maybe three years ago. He had identified then that the skill levels of our props was an issue and in comparison with the North, we were falling behind. So this has been a trend that's been happening for a while, Smithy, and we haven't been able to address Alex Hodgman, Carl Tui-Nukuafi, uh, George Bauer, Tom A.T. Williams, the young guy, huge guy at the Crusaders, mm. Aidan Ross at the Chiefs, Archie Molly. Look, there's a, we've got plenty of contenders. Wiser hitters than me will have to work out who can, who you know, who's got the power and who's got the all-round skills, and they analyse stats and all these things, but they need to come up with someone dynamic and someone with that can carry the ball, I believe. So let's wait and see who that will be. Well, talking of uh, issues to sort through, uh, this one's a slightly more short-term one, Mark Watson. That's the Warriors, and uh, I wouldn't mind being a fly on the wall when uh, Nathan Brown got them together uh, first time this week after that shellacking last Monday. Um, <laughs> can you fix it that quick? I mean, uh, what, what nah, for you are, are the key points here? Oh, oh look. You know, look, there's a saying, uh, you can't put back in what God left out. And um, unfortunately, I think that runs through this Warriors team. I, I, I was just, I, I thought that was just disgraceful. Here's Anzac Day, um, where we commemorate the ultimate sacrifice, you know, the true definition of hardship and, you know, suffering. And, you know, in, in one game where they should just leave it out on the park, no excuses, we concede, what, 54 points in the second half. Um, will they bounce back? Maybe, but this team is just going to end up being, and also ran another year, another Warriors team that just is going to end up disappointing. And, you know, it, it's just what you expect with them, isn't it? Um, how you change it? Well, you know, I, I think the biggest problem with the Warriors, like a lot of league teams, they go within rugby league to try and sort the problem out. And I think sometimes you need to go externally. You need to go, I think, to sports people or coaches from other organisations, from other sports to, to, to run their eye over this organisation and, and get some, you know, write the book everybody else reads, sort of become that Arthur Lydiard where you go, hey, I'm going to change the game here. It might be unconventional, but I'm going to change the game. And, you know, we've, we, we've sort of, um, you know, the solution at one point was Gus Gould. I mean, yesterday's man, I mean, what, are the owners in all of Gus Gould? Oh, look, it's, it's, it's just embarrassing. It's actually a blight. And it's hard because I know how passionate our rugby league fans are. And, you know, you've got people out there in the Pacific and South Auckland communities who are working really hard to get tickets. And then you've got a team that, oh, you know, just can't even do the basics right. And they've got to shift this thing. I get paid, so I'm a full-time professional athlete. I'll keep saying it, Smithy. Professionalism's a state of mind, and they've got to start with that. They've got to redefine the definition of what talent is when it comes to recruitment. Yeah, look, uh, I'm at a loss. I mean, I, I just can't work out, uh, Mark Hinton, how you can be ten, uh, six points behind in relatively competitive one minute, um, and then 33 minutes later, you've lost by 70 to 10. 70 to 10. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I picked up, uh, I, I looked at that result, I, I, I turned it in at half time. I was getting a bit late for this old fella, but uh, I couldn't believe my eyes. I, thought it, I, I clearly thought it was a misprint, but it wasn't. You should have been sitting on the Warriors with the point start, Smithy. Uh, very frustrating to yeah. watch, mate. Um, <laughs> look, when your own coach, you know, and we all know in the modern professional era, coaches are very reluctant to hang 
their players out to dry and will kind of go out of their way to to defend them. When when the Warriors coach comes out and says he saw players stop trying, you know something's wrong. Um, there, there simply has to be a response this week. But this a response this week isn't enough. There has to be a response this season. Um, they have to start. These are professional athletes being paid a you know, good wages to go out and, and, and perform for a club with, you know, okay, they don't have a great recent tradition of success, but they're a club that, you know, means a lot to a country, not just a city. Um, you know, they've got to be better than that. They were, they did look like they'd made a correction and then they've just mailed that one in in the second half, lost interest, stopped trying. Look, it's disgraceful. It really is. And um, I think if they had better alternatives, they would just change their whole team. But they clearly don't. So you've got to hope that there's a response this week. Um, uh, if I'm the Raiders, uh, you know, the first 10 minutes I'm coming out and throwing the kitchen sink at the Warriors because you've got to think if you get them down early, the heads will sink again. Speaking of, uh, speaking of fix-its, uh, the Breakers have got that on their agenda as well, Mark Hinton. And I just wonder, uh, with the NBL uh, taking uh, its tip-off tonight in Nelson. The Giants are hosting uh, the SENZ uh, Otago Nuggets. I just hope that'll take a, a bit of attention away from uh, what the backroom has to do, including Matt Walsh at at, uh, at the Breakers franchise. Yeah, look, I hope they pay attention to the New Zealand League. Look, it's, not the, it's nowhere near on a level that the Australian NBO is, but what it is is a breeding ground of young talent, and it hasn't worked for the Breakers Smithy um, um, kind of almost looking beyond New Zealand or, or, or you know, going for um, journeyman Australian and stacking this team with young uh, guys who are he- you know, supposedly heading to the NBA. I think, you know, we've talked about this, they, they've got to uh, get back to their New Zealandness, and the way to start that is to look at, at the New Zealand NBA, look for young talent, bring some Kiwis on board, who putting on a bracket signal will mean something too. Look, they've got similar problems to the Warriors. They've just drifted in terms of uh, uh, pride, identity, passion, all these sort of things. And um, for me, they should start by by recruiting New Zealand's up-and-coming wave of young talent to start filling some of those key roles. Start developing Kiwis, not Aussies, mate. Uh, I really think that's the way to go for the for the breakers. You obviously have to fill key roles with with the right people. But I think they need to, you know, we've seen they they're very reluctant to look at the New Zealand NBL. Um, for talent, they tend to let those guys drift off. It's time to change that policy, I believe. So keep an eye on the New Zealand NBL. Guys like Dan Fossu, fresh out of college, playing for the Auckland Tuatara when he gets back. Um, he's a guy they need to look closely at, and the New Zealand NBL is an ideal uh, you know, trial ground for that. Mark Hinton and Mark Watson have uh, been our panellists this morning. Thank you, gentlemen, for your input on uh, those issues. Um, and some uh, common sense stuff coming through there for all of us to consider. We'll have another panel at the same time tomorrow morning. It is 10.42 here on SENZ. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.